0: I think it's hard as parents to let our kids suffer. Although I think there's probably, again, two sides to this, right? Because some kids, some parents are like, you know what, it's tough love? Like, let them suffer, let them figure it out, let them learn it. And then there's some that are like, it's just hard on your heart, right? Because you could so easily fix it. You could so uh, quickly make the hardship go away. But how are we as parents supposed to deal with hardship with our kids and how are we supposed to train them and can we train them? Should we let them walk through it or should we just Good take it all away?
1: Man, I wish somebody had an answer to these well, questions. Well, you know
0: what? We are going to try to talk about this a little bit more on the other side, so we will see you there.
1: <laughs> I often think maybe our kids' version of suffering is whenever we're at a hotel or something and there's no Netflix and they have to watch commercials between the cartoons
0: <laughs> recent uh, experience that was a recent tells experience. us that they they didn't complain they were actually i think pretty enthralled cuz they're like what are these <laughs> commercials and, and i'm
1: like yeah i don't want these these uh you know <laughs> marketers getting into your little brain so let's turn this off <laughs> yeah that was about the bare minimum yeah. of what a hotel room could do <laughs> um, yes yeah the, the big question is uh should we as parents how do we deal with
0: letting our We kids always want suffer.
1: to rescue our parent our kids yeah. right we always want to rescue them out of hardship and there's a very real sense that the cumulative effect of the development of society and technology is in general making everything easier right so our kids have it way easier than we did we had it way easier than our parents did our parents had it way easier than their parents it's all right? lies
0: in my opinion because you're going to have struggles and trials no right. matter what the word why.
1: easy is maybe the wrong word yeah. but you know, more efficient. We drank out of a garden hose. I know people probably listening to this, watching this, like, you drank out of a garden hose. It was just yeah. part of ch- childhood. Nowadays, it's like, we can't drink out of that. We tell our girls that they can, because it's, it's, it's city water, it's really clean. We have great water where we live. And it's <laughs> like, no, don't be, and we we don't let them be picky, because it's like, listen, you don't want to be a persnickety eater growing up. <laughs> Your life is going to be a lot harder. You're going to try the thing that you try don't want to try. And, and most of the time, they yeah. actually like it.
0: Yeah. Um, but the- So the word suffering is like,
1: it's relative, kids, but really it's also. Do kids really
0: suffer in the Western world?
1: Well, not and not.
0: I mean, there are kids that do suffer. I shouldn't say that there are there there is. And when I think suffering, I think you know, uh, hunger, uh, no place to live, or a very terrible um, unsafe life, place yeah, to live, or
1: disease, or people right. die. You know, around right. you and your family. Um, I will say that our our girls have had a good bit of hardship over the past year since we moved to our tiny little farm here. Uh, <laughs> the one that comes to mind right now is our daughter. So we had two kittens that we got from. Selena's um, great uncle mm-hmm. or just uh, yeah, great yes. uncle. He passed away and there were barn cats. And we went to his memorial and they had these kittens that were ready to be adopted, and kind of on a whim, we mm-hmm. said, Let's get our daughters some cats. So we got two little, little calico barn cats. cats yeah. They're just the cutest little cats. One was named Fiona. She didn't have a tail. She it's like it got stepped on and it yeah. fell off. And she had what I called the mud flap. <laughs> <laughs>
0: just think. It just kind of <laughs>
1: And then you had, uh, then we have Daisy. Yes. And anyway, Fiona disappeared. Yeah. Daisy's still around. Fiona disappeared. That was Della's cat. Della's our oldest. And she cried. and Well, actually, she's she has days where she's yeah, like Yeah, it comes suffering. in waves. As grief anyway,
0: should. Yesterday,
1: yesterday she goes. And I'm, I'm tempted to do this so we can lock it in. <laughs> But she goes, Mama, can we get another kitten? We've talked about getting her another kitten.
0: Yeah, and I was like, only if it's a boy cat, because I don't want to be paying hundreds of dollars to 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 make sure they don't have babies. And she
1: goes, okay, we can get a boy cat. And what did she say?
0: She goes, I already have a name picked out. And I'm thinking she's, you know, we're reading, like, Polycarp, we're reading some great stuff right now in homeschooling. I'm feeling like, okay, maybe it's gonna be some really really super literature-based name or something. What was the name? (laughs) The name was Jim. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and it comes from this show that I she's don't watching. Know. yeah she's It's not from of The Office, which I just occurred to me. But I'm like, that's amazing. I love animals with human names. They're hilarious. <laughs> so, like, yeah, that's our cat Daisy, and that's Jim. <laughs> like, how awesome would that be? So, I don't know we made up a cat.
0: Anyways, now. the story is about she lost her cat. Yeah. Or she didn't lose her. The cat ran off. Do, and and we don't know, know if it's dead or, or whatever.
1: And she's really struggling with that. We also, when we got chickens the first time, the post office was, they they left them on a cold loading dock for too long, and we had 10 chickens show up dead on arrival. Mm And I mean, it was, you've heard us talk about it. It was, it was carnage.
0: Yeah. And
1: they were, not carnage in terms of the chicks, but the girls were were crying. Yeah. And then we got 10 more.
0: Yep. From a little farm store. From a little farm
1: store. And then we brought them home, and then our Jack Russell broke into the barn, or broke into the shop, and
0: killed five
1: of them murdered five of them and so and they and that was another one they were just wailing and gnashing of teeth
0: and i'm like you know what this is farm life i'm trying not to be too tough but also empathetic i'm also it's farm life but it's also like okay what an opportunity (laughs) not maybe right in the moment when they're crying (laughs) but what an opportunity to grow and learn and to remember that this life is quick and god gives us and the Lord takes away and we are here and he is still with us. He's still a good God. He still loves us. Um, it's not, it's okay to deal with loss or lack, yeah. right? Um, I don't know if we said this at the beginning, but this conversation is based off an article on our Fierce Parenting website uh, by JL Gearhart. Uh, her name is Jennifer. And she, she titled it, How and Why to Let Your Children Suffer, Teach Them to Embrace Suffering as the Path to Holiness. So, really
1: By the way, there's all kinds of resources. If you've never been there, go to yeah. FierceParenting.com. We've got a family worship guide there. Mm-hmm. We've got how to write a family vision statement. Uh, we've got a bunch of other like lists of verses and encouragements and quotes all around parenting. So go to FierceParenting.com and check that out, including articles like these that are written by very thoughtful other parents, not just us. Yeah,
0: well, and also more experienced parents than yeah. us. Amen, yeah. So uh, talking about, you know... not lacking anything as parents. We want to give our kids what we never had. Um, and I know that, you know, I grew up a single parent home and there were times where my mom had to go to the food bank at our church to get food and grandparents would buy us clothes for, um, for the next school year. Uh, there was a lot of just financial dependence on everyone else, you know, because she was going to nursing school and she's becoming a nurse and being able to, you know, sustain Mm -hmm. two children on her own. And so, uh, there was kind of a lack, and I love what Jennifer does in the article. She reminds us that, like, sometimes that lack is also a gift because I, I do think that mm-hmm. it has not lowered your expectations, not lowered my expectations, but also helped me see that you know it's its own kind of gift of knowing yeah. that I don't have to have everything to be happy or content uh, or feel that I add up, right? Like that. That is that's where my identity in Christ needs to be rooted. Amen. So, not lacking anything, look at James 1, 2, through 4. You want to read that?
1: Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Hmm. I love it. So, what do we do in trials? Do we wince and moan hmm. and groan and complain through trials?
0: Or do we give them everything to oh. make the trials go away?
1: Or do we consider it a joy? Mm. Consider it not just a joy, but a pure joy,
0: mm-hmm.
1: a pure joy, uh, because it's it's like Paul said, right? To live is Christ; to die is gain. Mm. And James would add, to suffer is joy.
0: Right. And how do we how do we model that for our children? I mean, what's our role, like as parents? Sometimes, as Jennifer said, it's it's to give good gifts. Sometimes it's also to welcome or even engineer trials, uh, which we'll talk about. I'm not saying, you know, put your kids through an actual gauntlet <laughs> or anything like that. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> just throw them in the ocean and hope they find their way back. Good trial.
0: Right. But if suffering yeah. is, she says, the surest path to growth, we don't want to protect our kids from this maturity, right? right. Because then you just get adults that are act- that are still children that don't know how to deal with any hardship or trials or suffering. Um, And it's not something easy, right? As your parent, they're born to us as little babies and they're completely dependent. And I think part of our job is learning how to, like, teach them independence while we're also making them independent Mm -hmm. and separating them, right? Literally, as a mother, you are sort of one person. Yes, I'm still pregnant right now. So you have, you are one right? But then they come out and then they're, they're their own. And so how are we that it's just such a fine line, at least in my own heart that I struggle with of, you know, you want to give them everything, but like, it's not good. <laughs> it's not good for them to have well, everything.
1: The, you need reps to grow. Yes. You need good quality reps to grow and you need,
0: he's really good at this. He's really good at, at and, letting our kids go through some hard shit.
1: And you need those reps to be challenging, right? Yeah. If you go and do the same thing, Day in and day out, you're not going to grow. Right. You're gonna you're gonna maintain. You're not going to grow. And so, if we're growing kids that are growing in maturity, mm-hmm. that needs to re- rise up to a, a level that is beyond where they are. Like, if you have the maturity of a ten year old and you're thirty years old, like you've I missed, you this, you've right? not matured <laughs> as much as you need to. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And if you if you don't know how to handle hardship, or you don't know how to, you know, and hardship produces character in us, yeah. and it gives us perseverance. So,
0: well, and think I, of the flip side of that, right? Like if I notice that when our children are having harder, having harder, um, hearts, their attitudes are bad. There's a lot of whining, a lot of fighting, yeah. a lot of, uh, arguing and disagreement with us. Like they, like they are fighting yeah. us. Um, usually it's, it's a sign that they're about to go through some sort of development or growth or we need to help push them into that Mm, Uh, lead them teach them guide them show them uh i think our youngest right now we're trying to potty train right and she is there are some serious resistance to that although she when she wants to do it she wants to do it so
1: well she responds differently to daddy's potty training versus me. she mom's
0: does but she wants
1: so we've had to tag team it
0: she but you've noticed that her she's very whiny she's very grouchy about a lot of things most during the day but it's like when she achieves this when she walks through this hardship of a trial when she
1: does a hard thing she's better for she's it. she's
0: better for it i want Aren't to talk about all? that a little
1: bit more so manufacturing or engineering hardships yeah
0: what does that look like
1: well for one okay every time you discipline your child you're you're engineering a hardship okay so we don't want our kids to lie as is the scriptural, you know, imperative. <laughs> yes. Don't lie. Lying's bad. Truth's good. Lying bad. Okay. So when they lie, unless we impose on them a consequence, they will never feel the effects of that lie. Mm-hmm. If they lie, you know, to, you know, in court or something and it's perjury, or they lie on a, an application and they lose their job, or they lie in the, out in the world, they're going to get that consequence. That's not engineered. That's just reality. Mm-hmm. If justice is served. So we are the arbiters of justice in the home. And this is one way that we engineer Mm -hmm. uh, hardship because the trial will will root out the sin in our hearts. So if they lie, we then come up with a a consequence that kind of fits the crime. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's up to the parent to discern and to dole that out. But that's one way that we engineer hardship and that's so necessary. And if if, not only should we do it, but if we neglect it, we are sinning against God because Mm -hmm. we are not obeying in shepherding the child's heart Mm -hmm. that he's given us.
0: And I think just even that process of disciplining and then repenting and praying with your child and mm-hmm. w- bringing them back in, saying all is forgiven. You're you're modeling the gospel for them every time that you are going through this. Okay, you you disobeyed. You are suffering the consequence. There's a separation. Now we've talked about it. You're forgiven. You repent. Like that's just that model on its own is so powerful. And God uses it for our good, right? Like because he's God, because he's sovereign, he's all powerful.
1: And the key to that is executing on that without losing hope or losing faith in the fact that it is going to bear fruit. There were times, and this was just in the recent past, our third born is by far our most stubborn to teach. She's had days, I feel like, where she's had timeouts in the double digits. (laughs) And her timeouts are long. I mean, we, like Well, they're not minutes. like hours. <laughs> well, like five minutes.
0: Yeah, which is long for a two-year-old, right? And until
1: she learns, and we make her kind of say, okay, what did you learn? And she barely can talk, but she knows.
0: Well, she can talk.
1: <laughs> it's true. She can talk well enough. But and she's starting to turn that corner. yes. Those yes. seeds are starting to grow into the fruit of obedience, into the fruit of awareness that, oh, I can't just hit people. Oh, I can't just scream, scream at the top of my lungs all day long. Oh, I can't just throw a fit when I don't get what I want. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, the world doesn't revolve around me. Oh, right! And so it's finally hitting her, <laughs> and the, and, the, this, and we had to manufacture the hardship to bring that out in her. Because mm-hmm. if we just accommodate every time, like that's how you create a tyrant. That's how you right. create the kid that's that's throwing the tantrum in the target aisle. Or the and target ironically, checkout.
0: you'll never have the relationship that you're hoping for with your child by by acquiescing and oh. by not disciplining them. So that's good. All right, healthy hardships, what they might look like in our kids' lives, um, nat- natural consequences. So kind of not. Choosing not to shield them from, you didn't bring a coat. It's 30 degrees outside. I'm sorry that you're cold. That's what I don't like that though, because then I'm like, then they're going to get sick and we're all going to get sick and we can't go anywhere. (laughs) It's going to be terrible. So I'm always just like, just give them a coat. But like, if they're hungry, which is another thing too, though, if a three year old or a two year old's hungry, you're going to hear about it until they're not hungry anymore. (laughs) Well, they're
1: at an age where maybe you need to have some grace in certain areas and and create hardship in others. This is coming from the article too. Yes, yes, a few of these, yeah. Yeah, we have. Like we have a pretty, we want to make food that's good, but we don't want to make, we're we're not not a a restaurant. restaurant. (laughs) And so like you eat dinner and that's our dinner. Like this is not a, you don't get to, it's not DoorDash. All right. So we, we made this for dinner. You will eat it or you will go to bed hungry. And no snacks later. There's no dessert. And, and we've had it to where I've, I've left the dinner on the table. So that if they come back and they want food, I'm like, there it is. <laughs> just It's like the only thing on the table. They'll <laughs> so eat it. Most of the time they'll eat it. Yeah, Of course, you know, do that with a teenager. That might be a different story. Like, it be funny.
0: Right. Um, so teaching and encouraging self-control uh, and discipline. I mean, those are things, those are words that mm-hmm. I think just should not be um, void in your vocabulary as a parent as a parent and in your home. Um, like you said, making them do uncomfortable things, things they'd rather not do. So things like going to visit an elderly person, right, at a nursing home. That's not a grandparent. That's not a grandparent. Yeah. Striking up a conversation with, should do that, by the way. with another kid, yes. Striking up another con- conversation with other kids who might seem lonely or on the outside. Uh, forgiving their sibling, because um, that's never comfortable, right? They just want to be mad. <laughs> we all want to be mad. Um, this one's huge. Yeah.
1: A constructing a life for your family that doesn't revolve around the kids or any one yeah. kid because you might have a kid that maybe takes more attention especially if they're which young.
0: is hard because kids can be demanding especially i think in the younger years and it's easier to just sometimes throw a screen at them or like just you don't want your whole life to to be always revolving around them their nap schedules all the things but at some point Sometimes, like a one-year-old needs rest, a baby needs rest. So, how do you strike yeah. that balance of okay, the world doesn't revolve around you, which you've done with our our yeah. youngest yeah. is
1: well. Our oldest had an episode, and she's eight, where we oh, were yeah. we were supposed to take them and drop them off to hang out with your mom to go see her sister's yeah, her mini little mini horse, horse yeah. And there was miscommunication, and Della knew this is what was going to happen, and this, and as soon as we.
0: And it was after a day of playing at the beach with friends, so I knew they were going to be a little tired. But I so she starts still, crying; she doesn't want to go. It's a great opportunity. And
1: but you and I had we had something we had to go do. I had, I had to finish some work. Yeah, you had and so it wasn't really stuff. something I, I wanted to change the schedule. I needed to, the time yeah. without kids. You needed the time without kids. They were supposed to do this. Anyway, I just made I. I she was crying, and I'm like, "I love you. I'm really sorry, but this this yeah. is not going to change." Anyway, she pulled out of it. And then later that night, I told you on the way home, I was like, "I'm gonna talk to her. We're gonna. I'm gonna tell her what that was all about." And yeah. the whole reason was, you need to learn that, like, sometimes
0: you gotta do things you don't want you don't and that do, are uncomfortable, yeah. and it's not even uncomfortable. you She, she just didn't want to, and it she totally it, grew and she into pulled it. Pulled
1: out of it really f- in record speed. We're yeah. told. Uh, the point is, is that now that's in her. That's cataloged in her little mind mm-hmm. as a time when oh, it right. wasn't like I can actually grow from this.
0: And I do want to say something too. There's something on the, that's not on this list of. Reading stories and reading stories that have trials in them and hard things. We did an episode a couple times. It was the last one, or two, oh. yeah, two episodes ago. Yeah, yeah, about uh, the power of storytelling. And power of storytelling. So yeah. we've we've started reading. Uh, I think it's Trials and Triumph, and it's this. It's it's a book of of short stories about martyrs. And I was a little like, oh, I wonder how this is gonna go with our girls. If it would be scary, it's written in such a way that you know what's happening, um, but it's mm. not too. Overly descriptive to where it's, they can't sleep at night, um, but we were talking. We read about Polycarp, and he was the one who went before the Roman Empire emperor, and the, um, the emperor was like, either you know, say that you're a godless man because you're not worshiping our all of our Roman gods, and you need to repent, or. Uh, burn at the stake right and he said he said you need to point to those other Christians those other followers and instead Polycarp points out to the Colosseum of Romans and he's like repent you godless people and he's like I've served my Lord for the last 60 years yeah. like do with me what you will you know and so it's just like as a parent you're just like oh, oh my goodness but when you're ta- leading discussions and talking about stories how did he handle this do you think maybe he was afraid what what can we do when we're afraid and the, you know he prayed of course as he was being like burned at the stake but what can we do when we're afraid what did this person do we can pray we can talk to god does god ever leave us no can can we does he give us strength to to endure those those hard things that we don't want to do maybe yeah well but if we don't want to do it do we have to like what is it what's what's the end game right the you're glory funny. where's the glory going and so
1: you're funny i would ask a question like would you obey Christ unto
0: death <laughs> <That's laughs> which he ask. has and of course they're like yes daddy <laughs> no it's not. we're not trying to laugh at that cuz that so, is a very real trial still the, to this day by but, the way if
1: you ha- if you haven't it's it's open source go find it it's the martyrdom of polycarp i'm not sure the version you read but the the it's a child's
0: it's a okay there's a version online as
1: pdf the the martyrdom of polycarp um it's moving and uh yeah but that there's a part where it's like yeah the fragrance Emanating as he was being burned to the stake was be- better than a thousand, you know, incenses and st- mm-hmm. you know, like it was just like you could just. Anyway, check it out. Uh, yeah. but yeah, hardship.
0: Books like Pilgrim's Progress or the uh, Little Pilgrim's Progress.
1: Yeah, they, maybe we'll do an episode on on um. What so I I was do, reading a book on why children what what aspects of children excuse me what aspects of stories children particularly love so mm-hmm. children love like small spaces they right. love a, a, an enemy they can envision defeat. And the reason why adventure stories are what they are is because they need to know that that hardship exists and it can be overcome.
0: Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I just want to, we can close with the scripture and just be encouraged. But I think that having some sort of baseline vocabulary of, of, you know, doing hard things, what do we do with our fears? Those kinds of things instilled in the not hot and scary, uncomfortable moments, because then when those moments are happening, you can go back and re- and remember remember what we talked about when you're afraid remember when you do when you don't want to do something but you know it's good and you probably should do it and you don't feel like it what is what does god say or you mm. you don't want to share with your brother and sister you know there's self control there's discipline so having these things that the vocabulary already there it really provides them that safety net and that confidence and I think security and assurance that, oh yeah, this is what you're talking about. This is the feeling you're telling me about, helps them identify. So let's read Hebrews and kind of close with that.
1: All right, this is Hebrews 12 starting in verse seven. It says, endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children. Okay, there we have a a model (laughs) for parenting, right? God loves us, he's our parent. He gives us hardship as discipline because God is treating you as children. For what children are not disciplined by their father? God disciples us for our good in order that we may be, excuse me, in order that we may share in his holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Mm. I love it. I love it. So as parents, we don't need to protect our child from every hardship. Um, and and in, in many cases, we may even be, the manufacturers of said hardship. Yes. Now, We don't want to hurt our children. Right. Hardship they, is not akin to hurting.
0: Uh, right. And if they're running to you for help, embrace them. Don't yes. don't say, right. you know what, just figure it out. Embrace it and walk through it and teach them.
1: Okay. And this this is our this is the same father who embraces us openly. Uh, right? For the many times we need to, to the
0: walk away, turn away. Unto just a bit. death. Mhm.
1: right, and that's what we're going to end with, and we always do, is a call to you as Mm. the viewer, as the listener, to respond to the gospel. If you haven't yet, here it is. The gospel is this. You have a loving Father in heaven. He loved you in such a way so as to send his only son to die the sinner's death, though he lived a perfect life, Mm -hmm. but not stay dead, but to ascend ascend out of the grave, only then again to ascend into heaven, to be seated at the throne at Mm -hmm. the right hand of the Father. He reigns to this day and he will return again. That's where our hope is. It's the returning Christ. Mm-hmm. That's the man that existed, yeah. the man that lived, who was the God-man, who mm. died for us that we might know him. The way you become a Christian, the way you run into the arms of your loving Father, God, is you put your, face, your faith in Christ. Mm-hmm. You Place your faith in Christ, saying, I can't be holy, make me holy. Amen. I trust you for my salvation. If you want to take a step down that road, go to thenewsisgood.com, there's instructions there. Let's pray. God, I thank you for the hardships you give us. Mm. It sounds odd to pray that way, Um, Lord, but we can pray it because we know you're loving and we know that you're sovereign and we know that you're not absent. We know that you're at work. We know that you're working on our hearts, that you are loving your Mm. own children at times through discipline, through hardship. So Lord, help us have that perspective of you. Help us know that you are loving and then take that and show our children that we love them Mm -hmm. even in our discipline, even in the hardship that we allow. Pray for the parents watching, listening to this, that they would apply your your word faithfully. They would do so boldly, consistently, and then by your grace, may they reap a harvest of righteousness in the hearts and minds of their children unto your glory and for their good. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, thank you for watching this far through it. I just wanna make a mention, excuse me, make a mention. If you wanna partner with us, I have to say this, our partners are the reason why mm-hmm. we get to do this. Yeah. Um, we sell books, we do all that, but that's all pretty volatile, um, and it's hard to predict <laughs> yes. what's gonna happen. But our patrons are there. Yeah. They, are, they are the bedrock of our ministry. If you yeah. want to become one of those, go to fierceparenting.com slash partner, and you can do that there. We just ask that you pray about it, and if the Lord leads, you take that step. With that, this episode of Fierce Parenting is, we'll see you again in about seven days. Pause. Until next time.
0: <laughs> Stay fierce.